Hi everybody, you're listening to the Rock Podcast with Fox and Maya. Thanks for supporting the show. This is a show with adult content, so if you're not of legal age where you live, then turn off now. This podcast is about rope bondage. Rope bondage is edge play with inherent risk, and we strongly recommend you get proper training and listen to episode zero before attempting it. Find it at the top of our FetLife page, Rope Podcast. Fox, that's me, is a rigger, and Maya, that's her, is a bottom. We're rope partners, been doing rope for a few years, and we are always excited to share our passion for rope with you from our beautiful city of Bangkok. We love Bangkok, and today we're going to discuss what might seem quite a frivolous topic on some levels, but actually can influence your rope scene a lot, which is what to wear. So, Maya, you like to do rope, I am told. (laughs) That's a thing, yeah. I would say there's quite a bit of rope in my life. And so when you are arranging to do rope with someone, which I hear that sometimes you do. I do, yeah, I do. In fact, I think you're doing that tomorrow. Um, Are clothes and accessories a consideration? Uh, Yes, they are, but in different ways depending on what's happening. So obviously when I'm doing rope with you, I don't choose them so much mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I wear whatever I'm wearing and you take it off move it whatever so that's one thing um, but in terms of when I work with someone new or someone who I have a different kind of relationship with um, then yes they're definitely um, part of what I think about um, and in a number of different ways so I'm um, at the most basic level honestly the temperature of where yeah. I'm tying is a key consideration Okay, that's interesting because you've tied in Thailand, which is rather warm, and you've tied in the UK, which I'm afraid is a bit colder. So cold, so cold. Um, Yes, so if I think about Thailand, then my tendency is to want to wear less to some degree. So in England, I will often wear leggings to tie with someone new because of the cold. Um, In Thailand, I am more of a tendency to just wear knickers and a vest top if it's someone new that I'm, that I'm not being naked with because I, I'm, it's just so hot here. Um, so for, for people who are a little bit less familiar with uh, female garments, what's a vest top exactly? <laughs> oh, okay, good good question. Um, a vest top is like a, um, a top with just straps. So, no... so you know how a bra strap is? Like those are the sh- same straps as a bra strap but then it covers um, your chest and, and down. So more like a t-shirt with the sleeves cut off. If I yeah, was. but only with a t-shirt with straps. A strappy not... t-shirt with no sleeves. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, we're going to have some um, American English terms as well, because uh, I don't know if leggings is common. Yoga pants, they're also called. But mm. basically... The one that can make... Your butt look really nice, right? That are kind of tight fitting. Stretchy, yeah. Yeah. Stretchy. <laughs> yeah. Stretchy I'm having nice images run through my head uh-huh. thinking uh-huh. of this type of. Um, uh, yeah, stretchy leggings. Um, and depending on the country I'm in, I would have them at different lengths. So I have leggings that go all the way to my ankles. I have ones that cut off halfway down my calves. And you can get uh, like shorts leggings that are like cycling shorts that go. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I don't have these, but um, you can get like pants shorts that just go down to below the butt cheeks, which I keep meaning right. to buy. I haven't managed to do And that. I expect they come in different materials as well, right? 
Uh, yeah, so you can have shiny material, you can have more fabric-y, jersey-type material, but usually the key is that they're stretchy. Okay. Leggings. So. Um, so that's one piece. So the temperature is definitely um, a factor. And when I tied in the UK, I actually wore more than one vest top mm-hmm. underneath a T-shirt. So okay. I had several layers on. So one of the and then your ski jacket. <laughs> well, it's harder to tie in a ski jacket, but is it? Have you t- have you tried it? No, I have not. I have not. I don't think I can bear to wear even your ski jacket in in Thailand. I think I might die with the heat. Um, but when I tied in the UK, unless um, we tied in the cinema. Yeah. Okay. So for for listeners who've never come to Thailand, the coldest place in thailand is the cinema it's like minus 15 in every cinema in thailand (laughs) for some reason yeah we take a lot of jumpers and socks when we go to the cinema anyway so yeah when i tied in the uk i wore a lot of layers because it was so flipping cold Mm -hmm. um whereas in thailand yeah um underwear and um a vest top is usually my kind of go-to. So this is more comfort clothes. So this is with people that I don't know so well, um, where I don't really want to be naked. Maybe I'm in public. Maybe it's with someone um, that I haven't tied with or or honestly just for comfort level of myself because I'm not super excited about getting my tummy out. Um, So leggings, shorts. Um, Sometimes I accessorize with um, uh, long socks, socks that go over, over the knee socks. Those are quite nice. Yeah, they're quite fun. They're quite cute and also good if you're cold. Um, but that tends to be my more comfort type clothes. Mm-hmm. One thing that you need to consider if you're a woman bunny is your bra. So, okay. Yeah, I have a thing about bras. Yeah, tell me what is your uh, thing. I have asked quite a few uh, bottoms and potential bottoms to remove their bras before we tie. Because... A, if you can, why not, right? But mostly B, <laughs> quite often the bras have a metal underwire. Exactly. And that I feel could hurt someone if it's being compressed by the rope or nightmare scenario. It could actually poke out of the bra yeah, and be displaced and perforate the person's skin in a very yeah. unpleasant manner. Yeah, I don't think it's safe to tie with metal underwire bra. Um, and particularly for suspension, yes. I think you could probably get away with it a bit more for um, floor rope, but not dynamic floor rope. I think as soon as you are doing more dynamic floor rope, it's a big mistake. Um, mm. But both from a safety perspective and honestly from a comfort perspective, like I don't really want my underwear digging in even I, more. I think so. Uh, and to be clear, that doesn't mean the person has to be topless. Uh, no, not at she, all. she can perfectly well remove her bra. Um, and keep uh, a shirt on top yep. with no bra. And under. that's why I do quite a lot. And I am relatively curvaceous, I would say. Yeah. So Some, Sometimes, depending on the person I'm tying with, uh, I will remove their bra without removing their shirt. Like, so guys, if you've never done that, it's not very difficult. Like, you'd say, <laughs> well, if the person has long sleeves, I guess it's difficult. But otherwise, you can get the bra straps um, over one shoulder through one side and then slide it to the other side and it comes off quite easily so even if you're in a public space uh, and your partner doesn't want to show her chest to the people in the space which is very legitimate uh, you can remove her bra for her in a way that doesn't require taking the shirt off yeah yeah um if you do need to wear one um and even if you're quite chesty like me then a sports bra is probably the best way to go although i will say my 
sports bars have underwires in because mm. my I don't like the lack of support with no underwire. So All right. um, I wouldn't. I would always take my bra off. I would say obviously it's the bottom's choice what she wants to wear always. But as the rigger, I prefer no bra whatsoever than to even a sports bra because I think the way uh, rope embraces the breast in a chest harness is quite important to me. And a bra is going to affect that. I'd rather have the rope support the breasts than the bra support the breasts in the tie. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it is the bunny's choice, but I think that particularly if you have a new bunny, uh, rope model, whatever bottom, then they need you need to explain why a metal underwire bra might be a safety issue. So it's a risk that people take, mm -hmm. and I don't think some of the bottoms that I have seen keep their metal underwire bra on drawing rope understand the potential consequences of wearing that. I don't think they're understanding the risk. So Fair. I think as a rigger, you should... Advocate for braless bunnies. No, you need to help them to understand. Uh, you're welcome to keep it on. Do you understand the risk that you're taking, and are you comfortable with that risk? Okay. So and now you that... also need to be comfortable with that risk too, you know. Obviously. So now that okay. we've learned a trick to make girls take their bras off, do we have a trick <laughs> to make them take their panties off? That is not. That is not what we're doing. It's not. Okay. No. So no panty <laughs> trick then. I don't have a fancy trick. You probably do. Yeah, I feel we're going to keep that one for a future episode. All right. So what else do we need to think about? I've actually have run into a problem which has led me to add a new question in my standardized pre-rope questionnaire. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which doesn't happen often. Yeah. Uh, and that is jewelry and piercings and accessories and whether or not the person is okay with removing them. Yeah. Because we live in a world of BDSM very much and sometimes things have very special meanings to people and they don't want them touched or they don't want them removed or they need to get permission to remove them for the duration of the scene and then have the person put them back on and so on. Yeah. So A, it's important to be very considerate when broaching that subject. Mm -hmm. And sometimes submissive colors or slave colors are very obvious and sometimes they can be a piece of jewelry you wouldn't think right away is that, but actually yeah. is that to the person, so yeah. important to keep that in mind. Uh, I actually have had uh, a luckily benign, uh, but a rope injury come from a person um, tying with me while wearing a fairly heavy uh, leather color. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that color actually digged into her neck uh, mm -hmm. in, during a face-up suspension and uh, caused her some uh, slight nerve damage that didn't mm -hmm. last for very long, but still it's something to, uh, to be mindful of. So yes, I would say definitely consider what the jewelry is going to do in the room, potentially. Um, earrings are fairly... Um, common offender of getting caught in rope or falling down mm. during rope and so on so like maybe think about whether you want to wear them are you okay if the piece of jewelry gets damaged potentially yeah. like if it's yeah. a heirloom from your great-grandmother maybe the rope jam's not the place to wear it <laughs> yeah and you actually chose my collar with the basis of that it would be easy to do rope in right like that was um, one of the mostly i chose it on the basis of it's not going to injure you during rope okay 
Okay. That yeah. was the priority yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And I've only been asked to take it off once yeah. by someone who I don't think really understood. And then what you it was. need him in the face. I was like, no. And that was <laughs> the conversation over of that. So yeah, both both if you're the bottom or if you're the rigger, look at the jewelry. Uh, also consideration if you're a rigger, you're wearing some rings or yeah. a, a big uh, watch. Is there any chance that you might like scratch or like? Or if you've got a screwdriver in your pocket. That that uh, we weren't doing rope that day, were we? So that's okay. We were doing something else. Uh, so yeah, like, are you wearing items as a rigger which might injure? Uh, your bottom when you don't intend to that's also a consideration yeah, yeah. so we also need to think about what's going to happen in the scene for our, um, uh, the clothes that we choose so what yes. kind of things might we think about there so call me dirty minded but immediately I go to whether or not sex is going to happen in the scene because yeah. if there's sex oh shit Usually, there's need um, there's a need for access to the parts you're going to be sexing. So, the genitals and the ass and so on. So, is the clothing gonna get in the way of that? Is the clothing one that you can pull down or pull to the side? How annoying is it going to be if you want to get into sexy times? So that's definitely a thing to think about. Or um, the other, if it's if you don't want to be sexual, like yeah. Probably putting that big ski jacket is going to send the message that you don't want to be too sexual. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, indeed, indeed, that would be a big consideration. Uh, and I'm not saying at all that the way you're dressing replaces having a very explicit conversation with your partner about what can or cannot happen in the scene. Yeah, absolutely not. Like, don't, don't ever. Don't ever tell me, oh, she wore a sexy lingerie, so obviously she wanted me to have sex with her during the rope. Like, no, 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 no. all the no's. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, you do discuss it, but also you think about what the clothing is going to do. Um, you're a rigger, you have a cutting tool. Uh, is it okay to cut off those panties that get in the way? Well, that probably depends on what the panties are and how much they cost, right? <laughs> yeah, it really does, yeah. Mostly it's a no. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, good question. Um, and and really, like, what you're actually going to do in the scene, like, whether it's, and we're going to talk a bit more in a minute about performancey stuff or mm -hmm. uh, whatever, is going to influence the, the type of clothes that you wear. Yes. So maybe if you're going to do a humiliation scene, like an exposure scene, mm -hmm. you want more clothes so they can be like peeled off or moved aside or yes. it's okay if you stretch um, the neckline so that you expose a breast. Like that mm -hmm. happens quite a lot and I have some clothes where that's fine. I have some clothes where they're going to get out of shape if yes. someone pushes that, that material aside. So, so potentially that's also important to include in the negotiations. Yes. Yeah. And also, very practical detail, if you're going to cut the or tear off the clothes of the person, probably inform them so they can have another set of clothes <laughs> to leave the location <laughs> with, because otherwise you're not going to make friends. Yeah. Um, but yes, exposing, uh, exposing is, uh, among others, an important aspect of Japanese rope. Like you, you can start with someone who's wearing clothes, let's say wearing a kimono, for instance. And then you do like pull it to the side or tie some of the clothing away from the body with the rope and play with 
slowly, teasingly exposing parts of your bottom's body and so on. That can be loads of fun. <laughs> hey guys, this is Fox coming in for a short break. We really love making this rogue podcast and sharing it with you. Sadly, hosting a podcast isn't free. Far from it, actually. So if you like this podcast and you want to support us, you can do so at ropepodcast.com. You'll find ways to buy rope stuff so that we get a cut from your purchases and also ways to donate to us directly. And if you can't afford to do that, that's okay too. Just enjoy the podcast. Now back to our normal programming. And so what about the rigor um, perspective? What else do you need? So some of those things that apply to the bottom also apply to the top. Mm-hmm. But what else do you think about when you're choosing clothes? Well, I would you say which T-shirt color, which. Yeah, I would say I have two main considerations mm-hmm. uh, for my own clothing. One being convenience, because I like having a lot of pockets. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. So I can uh, store my various tools. I have a lot of rope on my person, which uh, means I don't have to break contact with my partner. When I need more rope, I just reach into my pocket instead of having to walk off to the table. Yeah, sometimes your trousers weigh more than I do. Like, uh, that's, that's entirely possible. Um, I guess we can describe them quickly to our dear listeners. So they're like cargo pants types, but with a lot of uh, utility pockets down the side of each leg and they can contain at least as much as the average purse i would say they they have oh absolutely uh, they they have some serious carrying capacity um if you're the rigger you should also consider having your cutting tool on your person depending on what you're doing and um uh, some venues actually require it which is probably not a bad idea if you're doing uh, tying at a workshop or convention. The logic being that if it's on your person, you can reach it immediately. Because usually, if you have a situation, you're already using your body to support or help yeah. the person who's in trouble. So let's say you have a situation in the middle of a suspension, you are already supporting the person in the suspension, you can't go away to get the cutting tool that's in the kitchen. You, if you have it on your person, you just reach for it and you have it yeah. while still supporting and helping that person. So that's the main one, would be convenient. Another one is, for me, the way I choose to dress for a scene uh, can be useful as a barrier if I don't want to be too intimate or too sexual with the person. Uh, which is not very often because I tend to uh, do rope that is more sexual, but not always. And so basically, I would say I have three levels of um, of intimacy when tying with someone. I'm either in my trousers and the t-shirt. That would be my longest distance, if you want to call it that. Or I will take the t-shirt off and be topless if the other person is... Uh, also comfortable with that, obviously, or I will be uh, just in my boxer shorts. Those, I would say, are my three modes as a regular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, and and part of that for you as well, in terms of not necessarily being naked, is that you don't like rope on your skin, right? Yeah, I have uh, annoyingly sensitive skin, and I can't really take the feeling of uh, rope rubbing on my skin. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes I will actually choose to... Uh, wear clothes uh, so I don't get that problem. Yeah. 
Yeah. So talking of naked, uh, mm-hmm. why why might we want to be naked or not naked in this scene? Like, what does naked? Why is it good apart from potentially having sex? Um, I would say, as a rigger, I have a strong preference for my bottom being naked most of the time when I tie her. Once again, she gets to decide if she's okay with that or not, but that would be a preference. Uh, I feel it gives more sensuality and connection through the skin-to-skin contact, and I tend to have a lot of skin-to-skin contact in yes, my time. That is more my style. Um, also, I feel that I can feel and see what I'm doing much better because sometimes clothing can obfuscate what's happening. Uh, if the the skin is getting pinched, mm. or it's sometimes a bit harder to see exactly where the rope is placed, so uh, you could uh, could be a little bit more dangerous in that way. Uh, whereas with with naked skin, I can really understand immediately what's happening. I can feel the tension in the skin and so on. Uh, so yeah, that is quite important to me. Also, uh, I find that rope tends to stay in place better on skin, like it's more grabby. Whereas on some types of clothing, it can uh, slide off more easily. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the challenge of being naked, depending on who you're tying with, uh, is dealing with body image confidence. Yes. So um, not feeling super comfortable showing off the body and we've seen this in people of all shapes and sizes like it doesn't matter whether they're tiny and slender or well muscled or whatever still everyone seems to have some some people are very comfortable with their body even if they never go to the gym even if anything whereas some people who could be on the cover of magazines are very shy about their body there's no correlation between body image and um, conventional attractiveness, I'm going yeah. to say. Yeah, so it might not be about the partner at all. It might be about the person and the context. Yes. Also, obviously, you have to take in consideration the venue you're tying at and the audience there and what rules the organizers have set if you're tying at an event. Some accept nudity, some don't, so make sure to check. Okay. So what other factors are we considering in our, um, our dress? Well, we've been very practical so far, but one thing we might want to do for rope is just to put things on that make us feel good or make us look pretty. Like, we like ourselves in those clothes, they're going to boost our confidence, they're going to make us have more fun. Uh, So some people choose to tie with various costumes or accessories that can be fun, uh, especially if you're going to take photos. It can be quite nice to have those decorative elements. Uh, what you're tying or being tied. Uh, I do especially like masks quite a bit, personally. Mm-hmm. I think they can look really cool if they're good quality and interesting. And also, uh, they can protect your privacy without the need to blur on the photos. And that is one of the tragedies of my life. <laughs> that I have had to blur a lot of women's faces and sometimes tattoos on photos and sadly, doesn't look as good. Yeah. And I 100% respect their privacy and want to make sure everything is okay there, but I'd rather not have to blur the pretty yeah. eyes and so on, and masks can be helpful in that in that way. Yeah, okay. Um, and sometimes you might have a go-to outfit for tying. So for me, um, there are definitely clothes that I would wear 
more often for tying and I kind of know, okay, I feel okay in that and I feel mm-hmm. feel good. Um, we also might want to be a bit sexy when we're... Yes. Um, so what, what kind of things do we see as sexy for those are practical and useful for rope? Well, obviously butt plugs. I will say that wouldn't have been the first thing that yeah. I would have gone for, but I can see that it would be yours. Um, yes. Okay. So I mean, it can plugs. enhance both the sensations of the scene. Uh, I've had quite, I was quite aroused when the partner uh, said to me a few minutes into the scene, oh, by the way, I'm wearing a butt plug under my panties and I hadn't clocked that. And that, uh, stirred something within me <laughs> when she whispered that in my ear. Yeah. Um, so I would say it can increase the sexy feelings for both um, both partners. And also some are just really pretty, like the jeweled ones or like uh, if you're someone who's got a bit of an uh, animal persona, one with a tail and so on, like they can be super nice and lots of fun. Okay, so butt plugs. What else um, do we see as sexy? Uh, some lingerie can be really nice mm-hmm. if we don't have the metal and the wire problem we talked about already. Yeah, yeah. So uh, hold ups or stockings, uh, different types of underwear. Um, some very uh, nice uh, bodysuits that can be yeah. quite nice to uh, to tie on. Um, I have had to uh, tie on uh, fishnets once, and it's not mm-hmm. as easy as you might think, especially the first time you experience it. Yeah, I bet. I bet. And I bet they rip easily as well. So that's also something to factor in. Like, are you prepared to lose it if your rigor yeah. isn't confident using tying on it? Okay, that's a very fair, uh, very fair question. Um, I also uh, like uh, tying with shoes on sometimes. Okay. And what kind of, uh, what kind of shoes do we think? Uh, well, one that people tend to go to is heels. Uh, they can make the legs really pretty because they tend to be designed to elongate the shape of the leg. Yep. Uh, they can also be tied too, like you can, for instance, do a lark set around the heel and then use that as the starting point for some leg rope or a photo. Like they can be integrated yeah, uh, yeah. into the tie in interesting ways. They give you an extra attachment point, essentially. Um, you but have be to careful. be careful about one thing because you did witness uh, a situation where the heels were potentially a problem, right? Mine? I did, yeah. A strapado um, tie where the person was also wearing heels and there just wasn't any other support. I think we might have talked about it before, but yeah, mm-hmm. it was um, it was some risky and essentially the person couldn't stay. The heels were incredibly high, very sexy, mm-hmm. but they couldn't stay on the heels and they yeah. nearly fell and they nearly tore their arms out of their sockets. Their partner ran in and Which helped them. for most people is less sexy of an outcome. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, quite a few people like the naked with boots on look. That yes, can be quite sexy. Uh, naked with socks on, usually less sexy, but your I'm mileage may vary. I'm glad finally got this across to you. <laughs> uh, I don't think I, I wear socks very often, though. Uh, that's true. That, not in, yeah, that's true. You must that's be true. traumatized from the one time that happened in many years. It was some traumatic. I think that was when we were in Chiang Mai and it was very cold. Yeah. It's like, no. Um, makeup is also something that can be sexy both in its pristine state, if you've made yeah. a lot of effort, but also I believe you like makeup in a different way. I, I love smeared or 
running down makeup if maybe I was a bit mean to my bottom and she's been crying a bit in the scene like that <laughs> running down mascara that really appeals to the goth lover in me very yeah. much uh, we actually that's f funny anecdote we actually had a person in our local king group uh, ask recently where she could find mascara that runs down for that purpose specifically because she had a problem finding only waterproof mascara and I thought that was funny <laughs> Okay, um, another area that we might want to address for is performance work, which is not yes. something we've done so well. We've never done any formal performance. Well, like you're it. going to do some soon, so oh, that's no, going to be exciting. Okay. And you're going to be able to tell our dear listeners all about it. Uh, but yeah, the way you dress for a performance is important, I feel. Okay, so um, you might have a matching vibe. Mm -hmm. that might a thing so wearing like both wearing black for example um something like that and if you google rope performance videos it's very interesting to look at what people wear to see where they've chosen something so like um the guy that we like a lot um oh what's his name it's gone from my head boris um mosafir mosafir yeah Oh, how could that go? So he does some really nice, like, story-type ropes. Mm -hmm. um, and the costume of the story and the props and everything are really part of it. And they're, they're lovely to watch. They tell a story, and the look of the thing is very, very part uh -huh. of that. So they're really nice. Um, uh, if you're coming from a certain tradition, you might uh, have some clothing that's considered traditional, like kimonos or whatever whatever floats your boat and you're doing and feels appropriate to you and your model and your audience. Yeah, just know, uh, make sure you and your rig and I had to deal with it. So if you've got a silk kimono on, then like, be aware that you probably don't want to tear it. Mm -hmm. It might get really long or in the way or whatever. Uh, yeah, and then you can like go full on with a very heavy BDSM look with like all the leather and the chains and the studs and just make sure it's practical enough that you can actually tie with it. Yeah, very definitely. So that's all from us at the Rope Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from, at iTunes or Stitchers. Also come friend us on our FetLife page, Rope Podcast, and consider supporting us on our Patreon. Uh, also, if you have time, please give us a review because they make a big difference to us in terms of reaching more ropey people. And we love questions from listeners, so drop us a line on FET and we'll try and answer you in an upcoming episode. Thanks for listening. And have fun tying. Bye.